2: Hi listeners, welcome back. I'm Nadra Glover-Tawab and you need to hear this. Friendship is such a sacred space for me. I feel like I've had some very long-term friendships. A few of my closest friends I've actually known since high school. And some folks from, you know, maybe high school or middle school, those things have ended. There's been miscommunications, there's been falling outs and it is always sad to lose a friend because that the history is gone. The years of connection, the sisterhood or brotherhood that was formed, you know, it's gone. There is piece of us that hopefully we can recover and move forward in life, but it's certainly something that we don't necessarily get over or stop missing. You know, there are some friends that we may always have those those fine memories of and and we need those. And, you know, in friendships, just like any relationship, we have to communicate, figuring out ways to state our needs to be clear is quite challenging because there is not a lot of information around how to show up in friendships, how to be in relationships Outside of romantic relationships, I feel like so much information is about how to be married, how to date, but how to be a friend needs to be a whole thing. How to communicate in a friendship is really important because some of us are missing the mark. You know, maybe it's us. Maybe we're the friend who, you know, we see that text and we don't respond or we never reach out first or, you know, maybe maybe it's us. But when that happens, you know, how do we communicate and get back on the right track? Because some friendships that I've lost or maybe you've lost, maybe they could have been repaired and we just didn't have the skills. We didn't have the tools. I certainly didn't have those tools in middle school or high school and maybe not college. You know, now... I feel like for the folks who matter, I have more tools. I know how to say certain things. And also my values in that friendship is is so deep. I value the friendship so much that I'm like, I don't want to mess this up. You know, I want to be committed to us for the long haul. So let's talk about these things. Let's figure it out together. Let's move forward when things happen. I want to say something and then call you the next day. You know, I want you to know. I want you to know when I'm concerned. I want you to know when you say something that bothered me. I don't want to sit in, in anguish. I don't want to be upset. I can accept a no. I hope you can too. But we have to improve the way that we show up in our friendships with people because. Healthy friendships are life-changing. Oh, my gosh. You know, you think about Golden Girls. You think about um, Sex in the City. You think about all these movies that are based around friendship. It's it's something to it. It's something to us when we can operate in a healthy way in our friendship. So this call today as you may have guessed, is about a friendship issue. And as we're listening to it, you know, I want us to think about those friendships that we've maintained for quite a long time. And we've dealt with some of those issues with folks and we've never said anything. And then it comes up or, you know, maybe the friendship needs a refresher. You know, sometimes we don't know how to refresh an old friendship. I have friends from high school. You know, we've had to refresh those connections over the years. We're not the same people. We don't like the same music. You know, things about us are now different. And so there are some some new things that we must do to remain connected. So let's get into today's call. And I want to center this conversation around how to repair, how to be a healthy friend, how to bring up issues in a relationship and how to clear up certain mishaps that might occur.
3: Hi Nedra, hoping you can help with a friendship issue that I've been having. I've been friends with this person for almost 30 years. We met when he transferred into my class in sixth grade and we've been friends ever since. He actually introduced me to my husband about 15 years ago and they're cousins. So now we're family, which has been great. One thing that's been true of him throughout our entire relationship, is that when he gets into a romantic relationship, he will cocoon and isolate himself from everyone, get really into that relationship, doesn't return texts quickly or sometimes at all. It's just very hard to reach, very hard to make plans with, and that's just something all of his loved ones just have had to accept. In 2019, he met someone online that he was really excited about and said to me, I can't wait for you to meet her. The only problem is that she wants kids someday, and I don't, but, Of hoping that we age out of that before it becomes a problem. So, during the time, obviously, we were in the pandemic after that point, but we did have them over our house for dinner. They actually stayed at our house a couple times, you know, people had been drinking, they didn't want to drive. So, I felt like we were really welcoming to her and we had a decent relationship as much as possible with someone who's just kind of an acquaintance. In 2021, they decided to move 3,000 miles away across the country because she wanted to be closer to her friends and family. And I think everyone in the family was concerned about that. I certainly saw echoes of a relationship that I'd been in previously that was a little controlling. She had him sell his car so that they would only have to road trip across the country in one car. She was able to keep her job because she works remotely and that wasn't an option for him. So he had to quit his job and go without income for a period of time. But in general, he seemed really happy and they don't even know this, but it was me, talking his parents off the ledge, saying, you know, if he seems happy, just be supportive. It's going to be better long-term if you don't try to, you know, fight him on this and get involved.
2: When we get into new relationships, some of us, we forget all the other stuff we were doing. You quit your bowling league, you stop showing up to the skating rink, you've abandoned game night or whatever those things are because you are just like, oh my gosh, I just want to smell your hair, right? Like, I get it right? You meet this new person, you're in love. Maturity should teach us that it is important to incorporate who we are in our relationships with other people. So vanish mode You know, I I think it makes sense when we're younger, right? Like, oh my gosh, you meet somebody, you just disappear. As we get older and hopefully we, you know, mature some, that is not a healthy practice to have as a friend. It's not healthy to vanish from your friend groups, from your, your hobbies and everything you were doing to show up in this relationship. Why is it not healthy to vanish? You can't keep it up. You are unbecoming yourself to be with someone. That is something that long-term is unhealthy for you. Even though it feels really good to be with this person, you want to be a healthy version of yourself. So if you were chatting with your friends, maybe it's not you doing it all day or every day, but there should be some contact. There shouldn't be, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you in two weeks because I'm dating this new person. In the 24 hours that's in, each day, you didn't have 10 minutes. You talk to the, to the person for the full 24, you know, minus the eight you was sleeping, but you know, all those other hours you, you were just talking to them. So we have to think about how that could potentially feel to another person. So if you are dating or if you are planning to date, please remember, do not vanish. Do not leave the things that you found valuable, a much healthier way to show up in these new dating situations is to incorporate, incorporate this new person into your social life, invite them to the game night, have them be a part of the soccer team, or come watch you, you know, make it a point to, Talk about some of those friendships that are important to you. Have your friends meet this person out on a date. Yes, you and your new boo, y'all might be a little mushy and kissing, but we're all eating wings and you know mozzarella sticks. Maybe that's a good thing, but don't leave the friendship to gain a partner.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
2: Also, you know, when we see our friends in dating situations and they're changing and they're being a version of themselves that we haven't seen before, it's not always bad. Maybe they needed to, you know, have one car. I don't I don't know. You know, as long as it's not unhealthy or something that's that that seems like they're being controlled or something terrible is happening to them sometimes we have to learn to mind our business and let it play out it sounds like this is a situation I was like oh he sold his car he's really happy maybe he always wanted to be a one car person and then he met a one car gal and they have one car right so we don't know what that looks like But that is a situation where we have to allow people to unfold more and more into themselves. And we don't learn that sometimes until we're in a relationship. And then we realize like, oh, this is a piece of myself I've been holding back on. Oh, I really did want to be vegetarian. And now I have this vegetarian support and I'm vegetarian now. Like that happens in relationships. We change, you know, who we are in some ways, but there are some things that we have to be willing to maintain about ourselves and hopefully it is our friendships with other people because in or out of a relationship we need friends
3: so a couple months after they moved he jointly texted me and my husband to tell us that she's pregnant and it hadn't come up since they met so I wasn't sure if maybe he changed his mind or if this was a surprise so I didn't say congratulations right away I said wow that's really big news how are you feeling and he did say that he it was a lot to deal with and he was still processing but didn't get into it too much so I just kind of let it go a couple of weeks after that he was visiting on his own without her just for a long weekend and his brother made plans to have a party at his house sort of host people so A lot of people could see him while he was in town at once, and we had planned on going to that party. Unfortunately, there was a death in my family, and my mother specifically asked me to go with her. It was a couple hours away. It took up the entire day, and it was on the day of this party. So because it was my husband's family, he was charged with letting the brother know that we weren't going to be there. And obviously, in hindsight, I think I would have reached out personally to my friend to tell him, but... I really did think that we were covered and that his brother would let him know why we weren't there. We had just gotten home sort of later that night from the funeral. We got a joint text message from the girlfriend saying, I know that the news of our pregnancy is very difficult for you, but you really shouldn't let that get in the way of your friendship. And the reason she said that is because my husband and I have been very open about the fact that we are unable to have children. We don't feel like it should be a point of shame for anyone or secrets. I'm a two-time cancer survivor. I live with multiple autoimmune diseases and it just didn't work out for us. And the truth is when it happened, it was very difficult. We both went to therapy together and on our own. We've long since worked through it and we're doing great and we're very happy. So to have someone who really is kind of an acquaintance and doesn't have a deep understanding of our situation, try to throw that in my face just felt really offensive and disgusting
2: seems like she was responding to the information that she received from your friend. Now, of course, she is not your friend. So clearly coming from her, it sounded offensive, but your actual friend relayed some information and was probably hurt because you all weren't present. And she took that information to potentially advocate for him? Is it the most appropriate way to handle the situation? No. However, I get the impression that she was trying to smooth over the situation and he shared some reasons as to why you all weren't present. As I'm hearing you speak about the girlfriend, I'm hearing an undertone of something with her. I don't know what that is, but have you recognized the feelings that you have toward her about this relationship? Perhaps it's, you know, how she showed up in his life. Perhaps it is, you know, maybe who she is as a person and maybe having some unfavorable interactions But this woman could have said anything, and I think it would have been received in the same way because she said it, right? Like, there are some issues with her in particular. Since that is the case, the way that you will respond to her saying anything will be, you know, maybe with a little head roll with it, and she said, you know, but... In this particular situation that you just demonstrated, she was responding to the information that she received. Was it appropriate for her to convey it and not him? Perhaps no. I would love to hear more about what happened after she spoke about the issue with you. Let's keep listening.
3: So I tried to stay calm. I responded to her just saying, not really sure what you've heard, but if he's upset that we're not there, he can reach out to us. You know, we're all adults. He and I can talk directly. Then I messaged him with a screenshot of her message, basically saying, what's going on? We did inform your brother we weren't coming because of this funeral. It has absolutely nothing to do with her being pregnant. This is so disgusting and offensive. I have no idea why she would immediately jump to this conclusion. Unfortunately, he kind of doubled down and really supported her, saying that, you know, of course I was upset. I wasn't upset. <laughs> I was only upset in the event that this is not something that he wanted, um, really did not hear me out, really was not empathetic at all. And we just sort of left it at agree to disagree. But it has been strained ever since. So for like two years now, we do talk. It's very superficial. It's very awkward. I'm always the first person to initiate reaching out, asking him how he's doing, asking how their kid is doing. He never reaches out first and asks how we're doing. It's just incredibly awkward. And I think if this were sort of a regular friendship, I would just kind of let it drift. Um, But because he's family, we don't have the option of never seeing him ever again. And I'm also at a place where I do still feel like I'm owed an apology. And I don't know if I can really move forward without one. I'm not the type of person that can just slap on a happy face and pretend everything's okay and be fake friendly to everyone if they do come into town. So I would love your advice.
2: You and your friend are in the same boat, I hear. He may feel like he's owed an apology for what he believes to be the reason that you did not show up to the event. Meanwhile, you feel like you're owed an apology for being accused of not showing up to the event for this reason this is a case of what happens when both people feel like they are owed an apology. What happens? Who apologizes? Maybe nobody apologizes. Maybe this is a situation where it continues to be this way because no one is willing to really, I don't even want to say talk more about the issue. You know, it, it sort of reminds me of the movie, The Breakup with, Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, you know, in the movie, they're having these relationship challenges and it sort of gets to this point where they break up and then they're like trying to, you know, be spiteful towards one another. And at some point, you know, either one of them could have rectified the situation, but both of them was like, no, he has to do it. No, she has to do it. He has to do it. She has to do it to the point where it just doesn't work out. Right, because no one is saying like, "Oh my gosh, I assumed the wrong thing. I was wrong about this. What happened there?" It's like, no, you're the reason. You're the reason. But both of them want the same solution. We really want to be together. It worked well together. Somewhere, one of us messed up, and so this this whole idea that you say we agree to disagree, I don't think you agree to disagree. It sounds like you still have the issue right? The issue of why you didn't show up to this thing. If you agree to disagree, I don't think you would be in this space. Is it okay for you to say, I don't want to be in this relationship because they want to apologize to me? Absolutely. If you want to, yeah, that could be the resolution for you. But it sounds like you're saying, I really love my friend, I want to have a friendship with this person and because I want that, maybe this is a situation I'm willing to move past. Because if you want to stay in the situation and have a friendship, I don't know if you can make this person apologize to you because they believe something different in this situation can we be in relationship with people who won't apologize absolutely you have to choose to be there with them there are some things that happens in friendships that we may not get apologies for and if you want to stay in it you may have to stay without the apology I'm not even you know what will the apology do if this person apologizes, oh my gosh, I got it wrong, you know. You're right. I shouldn't be upset about this. At this point, it's been 2 years. You've lost 2 years with your with your friend. You've lost 2 years with a person that it sounds like you love and you've had 30 years of friendship with. Do you want to lose more time? Because of an apology, where both of you feel justified in being apologized to. Trinity School of Natural Health can
0: help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol
1: Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. Listen to Season 2 of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's outspoken network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. Woo! Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In relationships, it can be really helpful for us to sort of decide, is this an issue that is worth pursuing or is this an issue that I maybe need to release? There are some things with people that perhaps there is some misunderstanding and we feel like, yes, they got this wrong. But at this point, you all are both wanting a completely different outcome in this situation. And you're both like, no, they have to apologize. No, she had to, it's, it's the breakup all over again. You know, it's the other person's fault. They have to apologize. It sounds like you do not agree to disagree. You disagree. And, and, and that is okay. And if you disagree, I'm not sure how you move forward when you won't agree to disagree, because this is not, this is not that. And you can say it that, oh my gosh, I, I want to be in this relationship with this person. But sometimes forgiveness looks like continuing in the relationship with the person who won't apologize. If you want to be in a relationship, you may have to release the need for the apology. If you want to be, you know, just family members with this person, you may have to stop initiating. I don't know if you're going to get everything you want in this situation. And that is the complication of many of our relationships. In friendships, it can be very helpful to resolve in a quick manner, to be direct, to talk through these things. And also, we may not get an apology for everything that a person does to us. We may have to hold them accountable, like, no, this is what I said, and not get an apology for what they think about what you said. In this situation, you know, I it's tough because I hear that you want this relationship, and I wonder if he wants it. Have you all had a conversation about this? What is the relationship now not what the relationship was for 30 years before this thing. What is the relationship now? Would did you not being present mean to him? Because it sounds like a, a very deep thing. I don't know if, you know, you're one of the people who, who has always been there for him. And maybe you're like a sister to him. And he was really looking forward to you being present because you've been his person. That would be important to know so he feels let down and perhaps you feel like wow you knew all of these things about me and you you know you're not really sticking up for me you are you know sharing this information with someone else and it's being weaponized in this way that is untrue that hurt me i'm not hearing a deep conversation being had here when we are talking to our friends and we want resolution with them using our feeling words is so important I am hurt because I am sad because when you did blank, it made me feel. Those are very important things to say. More important than you're right and I'm wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's agree to disagree. I've heard no feelings. I've heard no way to move to the other side. I've heard you have to agree with me that I was right about this. That's, that's what's happening. That's what position you're taking. That's the position that he's taking. I see why you're friends. You think the same way about this communication issue, right? Like that makes sense. You know, kindred spirits there. However, if you want there to be some level of reconciliation, someone might have to concede on this. It can be you, you know, you lose nothing here. You you're almost, you know, teetering on losing a friendship. You would lose nothing by saying, you know, Although you said that it really hurt me, but it's not a big enough reason for me to abandon this friendship because you know what? I care about you more than I care about that text message I received. How do you get to the real conversation of it? I understand that there is some You know, some things that happened when he got into the relationship with this person and you were concerned about, you know, if you want this baby, I'm happy for you. I'm sure there have been things said on both sides that need to be directly talked about, not talked around, but talked about because there is a lack of clarity present in the interactions. You can continue to operate in a superficial way, you know, now he's family, but it sounds like what you really want is a friendship. And so to repair that friendship, I would say there has to be some conversations and possibly there has to be the release of the need for an apology, maybe just on your side, maybe on both sides. But If you all are thinking about the only resolution being, the only way we can resolve this is if you apologize to me, there are other ways to be creative about continuing in a relationship with someone when they will not apologize. I wonder what our friendships would be like if we treated them more like a marriage, right? You know, how you have the whole idea of don't go to bed angry, Um, you know, keep something sacred. If you're married, you'll have to give, forgive your partner. And all of these things we say about, you know, marital relationships, things with our kids, where it's like this unconditional, there's nothing this person could do that I wouldn't love them. Where is that with our friends? It's like, sometimes they can do like one thing and it's like, that's it. You know what? I called them twice and they didn't call me back. I'm done with this. You're done with the friendship because of this? Is there a pattern of this thing happening? Is there a pattern of this person not showing up for you? Or is this one time? Is this, you know, a situation where we need to have a conversation? We don't need to end the friendship. We need to have a conversation. Here's this, this thing that happened. And here's what I didn't like about it. You may not agree that you need to do something differently. I just want you to know how I feel about the situation. We think the repair and the reconciliation is someone agreeing with us. If they agree with me, then this is all better. Hearing you out is really restorative as well. They don't have to agree with you. Clearly they think something else. They're doing something else in the future. This is how I want us to handle situations. That's the real trick to communication. It's not about people agreeing with everything that you say. That's not possible in most relationships. Okay, if, if you say I should buy two of these instead of three, okay, you're right. We're great. We could get along. But what happens when I truly disagree with that? it doesn't mean that this thing is over. It's just like, okay, we disagree. How do we keep going when we actually don't agree about something? Do we discard the relationship because we disagree about what happened? Do we discard the relationship because there is a miscommunication? You know, there's an opportunity for us to work on our relationship skills and salvage. So I wonder for you, how important is the relationship? What things have, you know, maybe happened in the past where this, you know, relationship is something that can be discarded. It doesn't sound like easily discarded, right? Because you're really thinking about this. You're thinking like, oh my gosh, like, you know, is there something I could have done differently here? Um, So if it's important to you, what are you willing to do to make it work? You need to hear this. Communication skills are important in any type of relationship. With our friends, we may feel like because there is this natural ability for us to get along with people that they'll get our communication, they'll understand where you're coming from. But you may have to explain some things. You may have to speak differently to a particular friend based on their personality. You may have to go deeper in your conversations with people. And you certainly need to use words that describe how you feel. Sometimes talking about these problems don't move us closer to the resolution without people knowing why we feel this way about a problem. So if my issue is you did not show up to my event, I am hurt and sad because you are my person and you weren't there. If my issue is you know I've had cancer and I can't have kids and now your your girlfriend is texting me, perhaps what I need to say is it hurt me to my core that the situations that I've been through and our friendship are being used casually by this other person who I don't have a relationship with. That hurts me. If we spoke in those sort of ways, I think some communication can start. But when we are, oh, you got to apologize to me. for what? We haven't even gotten down to what's really bothering us. So if you want to communicate, we have to go deeper. We have to be more thoughtful. And we have to use emotional language to describe what we're really feeling. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra glover Tawab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bonique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Don Taylor send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at you need to hear this at iheartmedia.com You know I'm really interested in people who want to talk more about frenemies postpartum and father son relationships. If you are having any challenges in those areas, or you're looking to process something in those areas, please send us a voice note or write a letter. And I would love to talk through those issues with you on you need to hear this.
1: Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.